intend on this episode technically being the second episode, but I thought it rather timely to bring on another wedding planner friend and discuss uh, what's happening with coronavirus. So I quickly wanted to get her on. So we did it on Zoom, had a couple internet problems, but I think you can live through it and still get something out of it. Welcome to Wed Talk. Uh, I thought it would be really important this time to address something that is happening in this moment. And so uh, in light of events and things that are happening with coronavirus, I thought it'd be awesome to bring on another wedding planner friend of mine, um, Abby Pendergrass, to speak to things that are happening. She's also in a different market than I am. Um, And so we're going to address some of the things if you are someone who is planning your wedding or event, um, how to react or respond. If you're a vendor, how you should be thinking, planning, reacting yourself, uh, and just as an entrepreneur or a small business, just you know what is best practice. So uh, I always like to start though when I have a guest on Abby with how do we know each other, and I want to know how do we know each other. Hi guys, I'm Abby. I live in LA now, um, but Eric and I met many moons ago. We both did visual merchandising for Madewell in Austin, Texas. Um, prior to kind of both of our real event journeys. Um, and we just kind of kept up ever since. And when he and I both went through our kind of um, quarter life crises, as I think we would respectively call it, and really yes. found um, our footing uh, working professionally in the events industry, um, we've kept up and have worked together in Austin and LA, everywhere in between, and have kind of still maintained like our little. Uh, vendor network across the country. <laughs> yes, and I've and I've loved that. And it's so funny when people do ask us, like, how do we know each other? It's like it all started at Madewell with visual merchandising, and it's crazy that that's where I also got my start prior to getting into weddings and events. Um, so just funny how we all find our ways into the industry. Uh, but 100%. let's not waste any time because I know in kind of preparation for this this chat, you were like chomping at the bit to get at some of these things. So I've got some topics prepared. Um, Some questions I've heard from some of my clients or things that I've kind of prefaced or things that I've seen kind of floating out there in the interwebs. Um, But the biggest thing I want to talk about is reschedule. Don't cancel. I cannot stress enough is that your family, friends still want to get together to celebrate, you know, your occasion, your vendors, it's their livelihood. Um, you know, the biggest thing, you know, in this time of uncertainty is just rescheduling and not canceling. I can't, like, I couldn't agree with that more. Obviously, um, I know that there's a few folks out there with date-specific events, graduations, birthdays, things like that that aren't. Think about how you could use your deposit towards, you know, maybe throwing, you know, a fall get-together or a brunch and celebration of something later, like really get inventive with it. Um, obviously, a lot of places and, and vendors, you're going to lose your deposit no matter what. So why not come up with a creative way to fold that into something else if it is something that's date-specific? Obviously, with a wedding, you know, you can shift that. Absolutely. Um, I actually was talking to my aunt last night, and she was she was just describing how... 
um, she had a friend whose daughter was graduating from college this spring and they had just canceled their graduation exercises. And so she was like devastated and crying. She's not going to get to walk. And my aunt was like, do you understand like the globalness of what's happening? Like, let's all understand that we're in, like, we're all in this together. Number one, we're all experiencing this together. Um, and it's for everybody's health and safety that these events are and should be getting, you know, postponed. Um, and it's not like they're canceling the graduation altogether. It's not like she's not getting her degree. They're going to get their degree on time, but they're going to be able to walk in December when, you know, things are settled down, died down. And so, like you said, we are able to have, yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully, um, it settles down <laughs> sooner than that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be able to still celebrate these, you know, momentous, joyous occasions that, you know, we've been planning and expecting and hoping for. And it, everybody deserves to have those celebrations. And so while they may not happen on the timeline that we had planned and anticipated them to happen on, we're still going to be able in the future to be able to gather together, celebrate, and we you know, like I said, deserve that celebration. Brides and grooms deserve to yeah, and I think celebrate with each other. A hundred percent. I think people after like being holed up forever and not being able to like physically connect with people, they're going to really want to be a part of those occasions. Absolutely. So I think there might be a, a, a demi spike maybe even after, you know, a lot of these restrictions start um, kind of loosening up because you're um, in California where just yesterday or today mm-hmm. they made the full scale. Yes, or yesterday at midnight. So uh, full state and shelter in place mode. Um, I'm in Texas where not necessarily the case. Uh, State's not taking such widespread. But I I hope that it is soon because I just want to see people being smart. uh, Because if people, you know, continue to persist with hosting these events, you are gathering, you know, large groups of people together. The chances of spreading it, just just don't do it. Just be smart. Just be safe. um, And we can, you know, reschedule, not cancel. Another thing that uh, has been brought up uh, as a concern from vendors, and they've kind of shared this with me, is uh, booking concerns and availability for a lot of these people that are rescheduling for the fall and early 2021, mm-hmm. because people are picking dates in the fall that either were you know open for those vendors or now are quickly getting snagged up by other people in this window or this season moving to that time. And so uh, one thing to be careful about is if, you know, don't delay too long in making this decision to make sure your vendor team is able to all easily transition to a new date. Because I know I've had two. How many weddings have you had that were affected? I'm, I'm, I've four have like absolutely rescheduled. I even have two that were kind of just that are in late summer that we're kind of watching. I think that they'll be okay. God willing. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so I've had four, um, something that I've done with a lot of my clients is use doodle. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically a, you can, you can send out dates. I'll send you the link to it after it's been super helpful because I've actually been working with my little sister to help her reschedule her wedding as well. Um, so basically you can send the available dates like that the venue has, um, just reschedule it over and you can send it to each vendor and they can mark their availability um, and that way you can get, a, once once everyone's completed the survey, you can look back and see, okay, cool, the florist, the caterer, the bartenders, the service staff, the venue. So you can see what dates, you know, people prefer. And you can actually mark, like, would prefer not to, but I can make it work if it's available. You know, I know, like, myself, and I'm sure you as well, like, I have a team. So I have um, 
another person that works with me that's an associate planner. And then I have another assistant that works with me. So if needed, like, you know, we can kind of spread, we can double team um, a little bit. And I know a lot of other vendors do that as well. Um, So that's been incredibly helpful just in terms of rescheduling, trying to figure out, okay, cool. We're, you know, depending on each event, I mean, there, there can be an upwards of 10 vendors just depending on, you know, the extent, like the extent of, what the wedding is between photo booth and photographer and florist and catering and desserts. And I mean, you, you know, the number of, so imagine that times four five, six weddings, it can get a little crazy. So using doodle has been incredibly helpful for me. And the thing that I told my clients this week, because obviously, as you mentioned, like California, we've kind of been, we've been on the, uh, on a faster track than a lot of other States. Um, so I've actually been like shelter in place since Sunday. Um, I had a wedding on Saturday and then immediately Bye. knew like that was, <laughs> was my last wedding for a while. Um, and so, so yeah, so we have kind of already been social distancing and, and, and sheltering in place without even an order. But so I immediately set up calls with all of my clients who had April and May weddings, um, on Monday and just kind of, let everyone know the options even prior to like the government <laughs> mandated. And then within, I think within a few hours, a few hours on Monday, they, they changed it from gatherings of 50 people to gatherings of 10 um, mm-hmm. for the next two months. So that definitely like that weighed That's out all, all of them. all of my events for um, April and May. So just letting all my clients know that like all of the vendors are going to work really, really hard to make sure that they can be a part of your day because a, you know, we were, this is things that we are planning on. And, and I know if I'm sure you're the same way as me, like I get emotionally invested in my clients Absolutely. because I feel like I become a part of their family. I have their friends, you know, we have this big creative vision and, you know, we're, we're, we're producing this thing to, to bring everyone together. So I know that like yeah. a lot of my vendor friends will say the same thing. It's like, it, it is important to them to be a part of it as well, but you know, it's act early and act fast. I think that if you're even teetering on the idea uh, at least at the very least, um, start reaching out to friends and family and kind of get a gauge on, you know, if they're willing to be able to switch it over and, and know that like, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. We're again, I've said it once already, we're, we're, it's uncharted territory. We're all kind of trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, I think the sooner you kind of start to take initiative on these things, the more availability there will be for vendors and just understand that like, if for some reason your vendors can't reschedule, like that, you know, know that they're doing everything in their power because this, again, most of us are small businesses. Most of us are freelancers. Most of us are relying on the income that would have been happening from your event. Yeah, exactly. So uh, act fast and, and, and doodle doodle has been my, my go-to and I'll, and I'll, again, I'll send it to you so you can link it for everybody, but it is, it's super helpful and, and, and just trying to like put your heads together and, and, and do what's best for everybody. Yeah. I was, uh, my tool has just been Google sheets, um, and kind of mm-hmm. using that as my, my marker, but I love learning new tools. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I think acting early, acting fast and just making that decision and just going with it. I've had my, my two clients that have had to reschedule. They said that as soon as they made that decision, they felt such a peace of mind lifted that they were able to just, mm-hmm. hey, we've picked a new date. Our vendors are set or like mostly set, but like it, everything's going to happen. It's just going to happen at a later date. Yeah, 100%. So, awesome. Um, uh, another thing as a vendor, speaking as vendors ourselves, uh, that it is important um, to have and include under our force major language on our contracts. 
to include epidemic and pandemic um, as part of that wording. Um, I know places like HoneyBook um, have reached out um, to their community and a lot of small businesses use HoneyBook as their, you know, CRM and they uh, helped and shared the best language for a force majeure that includes that language and strongly encouraged everyone to um, uh, resend out your contracts to not only the people that are changing their dates, but to the people that are uh, regular in the future, because again, we don't know how long this is going to last and we don't know um, what is possibly going to happen in terms of time. It could be just the eight weeks. It could be a couple months. It could be through the end of summer. So as it affects everybody, it's going to protect you better. It's going to protect, you know, you being the client, but also you as the um, event professional to, to not have to worry about it. Do you have that language currently in your contract? I had a force majeure, but it wasn't as extensive as it should be. Okay. Um, I definitely reached out to some legal friends and I've, I've you know, as we kind of briefly spoke about, um, have started to reach out to industry professionals and other online resources that we have used. I mean, I know obviously like as a small business owner right now, taking on an, on the expense of paying $500 to get, you know, your contract updated by Mm -hmm. a legal professional is, is very like, you know, it's, it's a lot to take on. Um, especially when you already have a pretty ironclad contract already, which I think you and I both do. Um, so I definitely, it, that's definitely on the top of my to-do list over the next 24 hours to make sure that that gets updated so that I can send that out to my rescheduled clients. Yes. And it's, it's super helpful because again, it protects both you as the vendor and you as the client. It's not like, oh, we're just doing this to save our own butts in this instance or future instances, but it's, it's helping everybody in the event that, you know, it's out of all of our control. And that's what essentially a force majeure is about. A hundred percent. And I think that that's, that's what people need to realize also in general is like the contracts are to protect both of us. Yeah. Um, speaking of contracts and, you know, stipulations in there, cancellation is one of those things. Um, and it's something that a lot of people are trying to reassess or, you know, push is getting wedding cancellation insurance. A lot of people get wedding liability insurance. Um, a lot of venues do require their clients to get that, but then they don't always require or encourage them to get cancellation insurance. It's something that, you know, I encourage, but I think now forward, I'm going to start, you know, requiring my clients to just in the event that, you know, something un, you know, charted like this happens, whether it's, you know, life events, anything that you can, you know, cancel and, and have that safety, which is why you're required to have car insurance to drive a car because you never know what's Mm going to happen. Why you're required to have home insurance when you own a home, you know, renter's insurance, most, a lot of apartment complexes require you to have it now as opposed to just, yeah, a hundred percent. And so why not this thing that you're spending, you know, anywhere from 20 to hundred K plus, you know, on an event, should you not insure that money because it's all focused on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you, but I always recommend event helper for my clients for mm-hmm. booking or for getting a certificate of insurance. And I definitely think that that is something that I'm going to um, require as well with the cancellation. I feel like it's obviously a delicate balance that we have to play. It's almost like, Oh, are you getting a prenuptial agreement? Like, please get this cancellation insurance. But obviously, exactly. You know, given, given the new like landscape of just things are how, how the modern world is now, it mm-hmm. really you know, I think this kind of came very unexpectedly to so many people. And I think that now just moving forward, we know that like these things exist 
for a reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do feel like you have a little bit more peace of mind, um, mm-hmm. knowing that like things that happen out of your control, you're, you're taken care of. Yeah. And a lot of those companies, I know you said the event helper, I've also, um, thrown out like WedSafe and WedSure couples in the past, mm-hmm. they'll bundle it. And if you do them together, that they'll give you even a discount if you get both types of liability and cancellation. And I think average most people have spent on getting both is like around three to $400. And I think that is so worth, you know, working into a wedding budget to ensure the other portion of it um, as it all happens. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, just the basic liability insurance is about $150 anyway. So just uh paying a little bit more money to have the peace of mind, knowing that, you know, you, you are taken care of is I feel like is so worth it. Yeah. Um, another question that a lot of people have been asking is I'm a person who's got a wedding coming up this summer, this fall. Should I postpone now? How would you react? I have rescheduled weddings to the fall. I, I firmly believe that if everyone would just stay the F at home, we could flatten the curve. And I think that, you know, absolutely. Like I said, a place like California, that's kind of spearheading the whole shelter in place movement. Um, it's really, really important. Um, and especially like talking to friends that work in healthcare and everything, like the sooner everyone takes these things into action, like the sooner life can go back to normal. Um, so I, I do have high hopes for late summer, early fall. Um, you know, so you again, wouldn't tell I'm not people a, I, who I can't are late future. summer or early fall people to reschedule yet? Not quite yet. Okay. I think I, I, with my clients, I've just been advising us to kind of, let's see how 60 days go. Um, you know, again, I'm talking August, September. Yeah. Or those, the, that date range um, only because, you know, I think that, I think that in the next, I think in the next month to 60 days, given, you know, and of everyone kind of really finally catching on and really, doing their part. Um, I think we can thing under control. Like I said, get life back to normal, but it, like I said, it's going to take, um, really everybody, everybody doing their part for the community and really sticking to the guns of staying at home, minimizing, you know, being in public, not gathering social distancing, all the, but hot buzzwords that we're hearing right now. So my, my advice to my clients right now is that if your wedding is in late summer, early fall, hang tight for a little bit, we're just going to watch this thing day by day. And then I think, you know, kind of late spring, I'm going to definitely have touch bases with all of my fall clients um, to see if we, if we do need to push back. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself because uh, it, everything is changing day by day. We're getting, you know, new information, more tests are becoming available. You know, science is making progress on, you know, ways to treat it, you know, so we, this could possibly die down within, you know, 30 days. And, you know, so we just can't foresee what's going to happen. So we all just need to, you know, take a deep breath, you know, take some time, let the cookie crumble and, and make decisions and we can make as informed decisions as we can. So I think, yeah, for those clients kind of touching base after the next 60 days is great advice to kind of not make any changes, just, you know, part, stay the course. Um, And so regardless of, of what ends up happening, whether you're postponing, thinking about it, just keeping your lines of communication open, I think is super important. Um, like you said, um, I had, I have a client who's end of May. So it's just out of that initial eight week recommendation. 
um, we've already began the process of checking with the venue on, you know, dates that are available, kind of just for, mm-hmm. the, for them to be able to reschedule. Um, and, and venues, all, all vendors, to reiterate, the whole community seems to be doing a fantastic job with being super flexible about rescheduling, about moving monies, you know, paid on one date to the new date. Um, and so the venue that we know we're working with, we kind of have a couple dates in mind. And, and again, that's what you can do in preparation, you know, for it without making drastic decisions or kind of seeing how things play out. So for her, she's end of May. It's like I said, right on that cusp of should we, shouldn't we? So we're going to kind of touch mm-hmm. base at the beginning of April yep. um, and kind of see how things are developing. Uh, but yeah, keeping yeah open lines of communication between your planner, your venue, kind of the bigger players as far as you know, stuff, I mean, especially catering as well, since they typically are going to be ordering the food in advance for your event, um, mm-hmm. just all the things. I think uh, another thing that I've heard um, switching topics is um, clients who have been offering to pay on the scheduled payment timeline to their vendors. Um, yeah. Have you had any of that happen? Yes. Shout out to my clients, Julia and Chris, who brought up this topic to begin with. Um, and offered to pay me on the due date um, in April. Um, it's definitely been something that's been interesting to navigate on how to communicate with clients. And um, as I was talking about that, you know, as a small business owner, we are we are our bookkeepers. We are our, you know, um, we we do it all. And we wear so, all the hats. And thinking about you know um, payment schedules and, and bookkeeping and things like that. Like you know, these are things that pay health insurance and pay for our staff and pay for our car payments and our house notes and our rent and our mortgage and all, you know, all the things that responsibilities that, you know, we as business owners have. Um, so it's definitely been really, really sweet for people to offer that. I think that that is the best option, um, given the circumstances for most people right now, obviously every single vendor is different. Um, I know that they're, you know, there's definitely been circumstances where um, some of my vendor friends have been like taking a half payment on the on the original due date and the other half of the payment um, on the final oh, billing option. date. Um, you know, depending depending on the like level of service that you're doing, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, there's it varies from every everybody's like packages and stuff are different. But um, yeah. you know, I think in terms of me, I really like. I think the original due date is kind of the best game plan for now. Um, just as, like I said, as we're kind of going into uncharted territory, but mm-hmm. I, again, you said it, keeping the lines of communication open just between everyone is just the most important thing to do right now. And just know that like everything that we are saying and doing is really just to make sure that we're ensuring um, the best, you know, best for everybody. Obviously, like we totally understand that like extenuating circumstances might have people out of work or things like Absolutely. that. And like, Obviously, we'll just navigate each situation differently. But like, as you mentioned, I really do think that if you have the ability to pay people on the on the due date in which it was supposed to be paid, I think that that is the best move. I completely agree. Yes. Emphasize, if you are in a financial place to do so, it would be super awesome to help support your small business um, to get through these times as well. Um, Because right now, people are a little unsure, so they're not necessarily looking for the future at this moment. Um, so we don't have any you know, mm-hmm. additional income coming in. So yes, only if you're able to, but uh, kind of a case by case basis. Um, I love that some vendors are kind of doing half payments, so they're still getting some sort of income. Um, and so grateful. Thank you so much to all the, the clients out there that are in a position to do that and continue to help us as we navigate these times. 
I think if you're postponing, um, what are, what do you think, or what would you recommend as the best way to get the news out for your, um, guests for your event? Oh, this is, I, um, actually talked to one of my amazing vendor friends, um, Alana from Born Paper Company. She's based in San Francisco. Um, she is, she did beautiful custom invitations for a wedding that was supposed to be happening in May, um, that is now going to be happening in 2021. Um, and so we're going to do change the date cards similar to a save the date, um, just subbing in the new date and, and kind of reworking it as a like sort of sub RSVP card. Um, for those of you who, you know, aren't working with a stationer or designer to do those, I know, um, maybe originally the clients went with a paperless post or went with, um, you know, a larger business. And then now that they're having to kind of like reevaluate the wedding and shift gears and reschedule, um, they're like, Oh, I'm going to set a small business and have them custom change the date cards. But I think that that's kind of like what I've been recommending to all of my clients. Yeah. Um, I've been, uh, first thing is, you know, if you have as many people's email addresses as possible, just shoot them out an email right now saying, Hey, we're postponing, stay tuned for more information. If you don't have a date selected, if you do, you can let them know in that email. Um, another thing is updating your wedding website. If you have one, I know most people typically Mm -hmm. do these days. That's where a lot of people have had people RSVP or where a lot of people will go back to double check and make Mm -hmm. sure they have the right address or waited the last minute to book in the the hotel block. Um, so putting that information there, but yeah, um, that's been, you know, a big question I've been getting is should we resend invites? And I don't think, you know, you should do a full suite per se, but I think like you said, um, either a digital option of, you know, emailing it out to everybody with that new change of date that kind of matches that suite. Um, or like you said, uh, mailing out like a new essentially RSVP card with change of date on that. Um, and I think that yeah. is super helpful to disseminate that information as, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, 100%. Those are some of the we're all going to navigate this together. Yeah. Um, those are some of the big questions that um, I've been hearing. Were there any others that you felt that you think would be helpful to address? I mean, I think you hit the the nail on the head again. I think the thing to just continue to remind everyone is that we are all in this together and that like Hashtag we're all musical. navigating uncharted territory and like, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, just, you know, grace and patience and understanding go a long way and like having a positive attitude and knowing that like, you know, as as an event planner and I, you know, we really care and like, we really are trying to make the best and most informed decisions as we can to guide you. Um, and you know, I feel incredibly grateful that like, you know, I do have as many clients as I do have and that, you know, people are smart enough to hire a wedding planner because, you know, we, it, it, it is nice to kind of know you have, um, someone to kind of spearhead this, this change. So, I mean, if, if, you know, if someone is going into it without having an event professional, um, on their team right now, like definitely reach out to like your local event marriage, wedding planners. Um, I know people happy to help navigate how to get organized and how to communicate and how to manage all updated contracts and updated billing dates and updated things like that. So I know that like, that's something I do. I'm sure that's something you do as well um, would be willing to do. So, I mean, just, just kind of think of those things and and really know that like there are people out there that are willing to help and if if you need it there's people that are willing to do it and you know if if you don't there's so many great online resources as well um to just stay informed and really and really try to and make the best decisions but at the end of the day it just comes down to good communication and a positive attitude and and that we're all gonna get through this and like i said hopefully in the next couple months have a have a much stronger understanding and 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 
and look forward to planning some really fun parties. Amen. I don't think I could have summarized it any better myself. Uh, so Abby, thank awesome. you so much for, for joining me today and uh, helping share some advice as we all navigate these uncertain times together. Um, yeah, keep lines of communication open, keep positive attitude. You got this. I got this. We all got this. Guys, we got this. Stay safe out there. Be healthy. And I'll talk to you soon. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I almost didn't let, let this happen. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. What? Abby, um, plug yourself, please. How can people find you? Oh, hi. Oh, you can find <laughs> me on Instagram at Abby Pendergrass, A-B-B-Y-P-E-N-D-E-R-G-R-A-S-T. My website on my Instagram. Um, my website is being updated. Time for me to update all my photos and get them over to my graphic designer. Hashtag same. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram at Abby Pendergast. Perfect. I, I, I always do that as well as when I have people and I be like, okay, like make sure you plug yourself at the end. So I wanted to make sure before we signed off completely that I got that in. Um, yes. And now we can say, wash your hands, stay inside, be safe. And we're here to help. Help. All right, guys. Talk to you later then. Bye. Thanks again for listening today. The links to everything mentioned in this episode will be in the episode description. Also, special thanks to Aaron Gaines for the show music and logo. You can find them at AaronHGaines.com. Bye.